Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Hebrews chapters 1 through 5 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in. Hebrews chapter 1. Going through a long line of prophets, God has been addressing our ancestors in different ways for centuries. Recently He spoke to us directly through His Son. By His Son, God created the world in the beginning, and it will all belong to the Son at the end. This Son perfectly mirrors God, and is stamped with God's nature. He holds everything together by what He says, powerful words. The Son is higher than angels. 3 b 6 After He finished the sacrifice for sins, the Son took His honored place high in the heavens right alongside God, far higher than any angel in rank and rule. Did God ever say to an angel, You're my Son, today I celebrate you or I'm His Father, He's my Son? When He presents His honored Son to the world, He says, All angels must worship Him. 7 Regarding angels He says. The messengers are winds. The servants are tongues of fire. 8 9 But he says to the Son. You're God, and on the throne for good. Your rule makes everything right. You love it when things are right. You hate it when things are wrong. That is why God, your God, poured fragrant oil on your head. Marking you out as king. Far above your dear companions. 10 12 And again to the Son. You, Master, started it all, laid earth's foundations then crafted the stars in the sky. Earth and sky will wear out, but not you. They become threadbare like an old coat. You'll fold them up like a worn-out cloak. And lay them away on the shelf. But you'll stay the same, year after year. You'll never fade, you'll never wear out. 13 And did he ever say anything like this to an angel? Sit alongside me here on my throne. Until I make your enemies a stool for your feet. 14 Isn't it obvious that all angels are sent to help out with those lined up to receive salvation? Hebrews 2. 1 4 It's crucial that we keep a firm grip on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. If the old message delivered by the angels was valid and nobody got away with anything, do you think we can risk neglecting this latest message, this magnificent salvation? First of all, it was delivered in person by the Master, then accurately passed on to us by those who heard it from Him. All the while God was validating it with gifts through the Holy Spirit all sorts of signs and miracles, as he saw fit. The Salvation Pioneer. 5-9 God didn't put angels in charge of this business of salvation that we're dealing with here. It says in Scripture. What is man and woman that you bother with them? Why take a second look their way? You made them not quite as high as angels. Bright with Eden's dawn light. Then you put them in charge. Of your entire handcrafted world. When God put them in charge of everything nothing was excluded. But we don't see it yet, don't see everything under human jurisdiction. What we do see is Jesus, made not quite as high as angels, and then, through the experience of death, crowned so much higher than any angel, with a glory bright with Eden's dawn light. In that death, by God's grace, He fully experienced death in every person's place. 10:13. It makes good sense that the God who got everything started and keeps everything going now completes the work by making the salvation pioneer perfect through suffering as He leads all these people to glory. Since the one who saves and those who are saved have a common origin, 
Jesus doesn't hesitate to treat them as family, saying, I'll tell my good friends, my brothers and sisters, all I know. About you. I'll join them in worship and praise to you. Again, he puts himself in the same family circle when he says. Even I live by placing my trust in God. And yet again. I'm here with the children God gave me. 14-15 Since the children are made of flesh and blood, it's logical that the Savior took on flesh and blood in order to rescue them by his death. By embracing death, taking it into himself, he destroyed the devil's hold on death and freed all who cower through life, scared to death of death. 16-18 It's obvious, of course, that he didn't go to all this trouble for angels. It was for people like us, children of Abraham. That's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. Then, when he came before God as high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself, all the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. Hebrews 3. The centerpiece of all we believe. 1-6-A So, my dear Christian friends, companions in following this call to the heights, take a good hard look at Jesus. He's the centerpiece of everything we believe, faithful in everything God gave him to do. Moses was also faithful, but Jesus gets far more honor. A builder is more valuable than a building any day. Every house has a builder, but the builder behind them all is God. Moses did a good job in God's house, but it was all servant work, getting things ready for what was to come. Christ as Son is in charge of the house. 6b11 Now, if we can only keep a firm grip on this bold confidence, we're the house. That's why the Holy Spirit says. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising. That time of wilderness testing. Even though they watched me at work for 40 years. Your ancestors refused to let me do it my way. Over and over they tried my patience. And I was provoked, oh, so provoked. I said, they'll never keep their minds on God. They refused to walk down my road. Exasperated, I vowed. They'll never get where they're going. Never be able to sit down and rest. 12-14 So watch your step, friends. Make sure there's no evil unbelief lying around that will trip you up and throw you off course, diverting you from the living God. For as long as God's still calling it today, keep each other on your toes so sin doesn't slow down your reflexes. If we can only keep our grip on the sure thing we started out with, we're in this with Christ for the long haul. These words keep ringing in our ears. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear as in the bitter uprising. 1519 For who were the people who turned a deaf ear? Weren't they the very ones Moses led out of Egypt? And who was God provoked with for forty years? Wasn't it those who turned a deaf ear and ended up corpses in the wilderness? And when he swore that they'd never get where they were going, wasn't he talking to the ones who turned a deaf ear? They never got there because they never listened, never believed. Hebrews 4. When the promises are mixed with faith. 1-3-A For as long, then, as that promise of resting in Him pulls us on to God's goal for us, we need to be careful that we're not disqualified. We received the same promises as those people in the wilderness, but the promises didn't do them a bit of good because they didn't receive the promises with faith. If we believe, though, we'll experience that state of resting. But not if we don't have faith. Remember that God said. Exasperated, I vowed. They'll never get where they're going. Never be able to sit down and rest. 3b7 God made that vow, even though he'd finished his part before the foundation of the world. Somewhere it's written, God rested the seventh day, having completed his work, but in this other text he says, they'll never be able to sit down and rest. So this promise has not yet been fulfilled. 
those earlier ones never did get to the place of rest because they were disobedient. God keeps renewing the promise and setting the date as today, just as He did in David's psalm, centuries later than the original invitation. Today, please listen. Don't turn a deaf ear. 8:11. And so this is still a live promise. It wasn't cancelled at the time of Joshua, otherwise, God wouldn't keep renewing the appointment for today. The promise of arrival and rest is still there for God's people. God Himself is at rest. And at the end of the journey we'll surely rest with God. So let's keep at it and eventually arrive at the place of rest, not drop out through some sort of disobedience. 12:13. God means what He says. What He says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one can resist God's word. We can't get away from it, no matter what. The high priest who cried out in pain. 14:16. Now that we know what we have, Jesus, this great high priest with ready access to God, let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to Him and get what He is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Hebrews 5. 1 3 Every high priest selected to represent men and women before God and offer sacrifices for their sins should be able to deal gently with their failings, since he knows what it's like from his own experience. But that also means that he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as the people's. 4 6 No one elects himself to this honored position. He's called to it by God, as Aaron was. Neither did Christ presume to set himself up as high priest, but was set apart by the one who said to him, You're my son, today I celebrate you. In another place God declares, You're a priest forever in the royal order of Melchizedek. 7:10. While he lived on earth, anticipating death, Jesus cried out in pain and wept in sorrow as he offered up priestly prayers to God. Because he honored God, God answered him. Though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. Then, having arrived at the full stature of his maturity and having been announced by God as high priest in the order of Melchizedek, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who believingly obey Him. Re-crucifying Jesus. 11:14. I have a lot more to say about this, but it is hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time you ought to be teachers yourselves, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again, starting from square one, baby's milk, when you should have been on solid food long ago. Milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways, solid food is for the mature, who have some practice in telling right from wrong. Hashtag Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Read a proverb every day with Proverbs 2 Go. Thank you for being here listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely Michael and Michelle Shell. Join us again tomorrow as we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. 2 Go is the number. 2 then G. O. Dot US. See you again tomorrow as we continue reading and listening to God's Word.